0: John Fetterman's debate performance proves his campaign and the media were lying. And Democrats are now accusing Republicans of not being loyal enough to Trump. I'm Greg Columbus Join Jim Garrity of National Review and me each weekday for the Three Martini Lunch podcast. We'll give you the good, bad and crazy news of the day and lots of laughs too. Follow the Three Martini Lunch wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Folks, stop overpaying and let recoil gunworks be your go-to for ammo. This is a great Indiana-based company and it was actually created in a small basement in 2013. Small Midwest town in their basement. And uh, family-owned, they think like us. And they're really known for, over at Recoil Gunworks, they're a web-based firearms, ammo, and accessories retailer. They're really known for their police trade-in guns in great shape. They pick them, including the firearms, the lights, the sights, the scopes, tasers, and more. You can buy now, pay later, no interest. And at Recoil Gunworks, they have very, very competitive pricing. Super easy-to-use website as well. Just visit recoilgunworks.com Dana. You can search for whatever you need by caliber, weight, application. You can look for brands like Winchester, Federal. The uh, vast majority of the country, by the way, has no restrictions on on receiving ammo, and they will note, you know, they have it all up there very helpfully on their website. Ammo shipped to your door, where legal, and they explain that, including Illinois, New Jersey, and Connecticut. You need to see the frequently asked questions on that, and check the product restrictions page for further state law requirements and restrictions. Visit RecoilGunWorks.com Dana today to get you a full list of products, and use code Dana to get free shipping on your next order. Whether you need it in the woods or on the range, Recoil GunWorks gets it there fast. And once you make your first order, it won't be the last. Use code Dana right now to get free shipping at recoilgunworks.com/dana.
2: How much today the most common price of gas in America is $3.39, down from over $5 when I took office.
0: We need to keep making that progress. And they clap. <laughs> Who's clapping? Seriously, what's the matter with you people? Pay attention, boy. I feel like fuck or leghorn. Pay attention, boy. Yeah, that's genius. That's the commander-in-chief, clueless commander-in-chief Joe Biden. Hey, welcome to a Friday edition of the Dana Show. And if you listen long enough, you know who I am, amigo. I'm Sergio Sanchez, and we're broadcasting to the nation, to the world online, all that stuff. The Dana Show, live from South Texas, her southern command, our Studio KURV, here in the beautiful Rio Grande Valley of Texas. And just ask some of these snowbirds, winter Texans, come down here every winter because it's too cold up there. Yes, beautiful to them. Beautiful to them. We got some mild winters. Very hot summers, though. Speaking of weather. Uh, one of the conversations I'm so looking forward to sharing with you later in the program is uh, Joe Bastardi. I, the, the dude's a national treasure, but uh, i kind of want to look ahead a little bit to the winter, maybe it, on average like a warmer winter because some little girl called La Li- La Nina is affecting weather, and it's not the the wind, the the, the climate change, cold, and all that. Uh, Joe's got a different perspective on this, and I trust his opinion. And, and I, I hope you look him up. Joe Bastardi is his name. Joe Bastardi. Weatherbell is his company. In the meantime, uh, we got plenty to talk about. Uh, uh, Joe Biden there at the beginning. I'm guessing Joe, since you know he has obviously lapses in thinking and, and in memory, maybe he thought he didn't become president of the U.S. until maybe a year after he, uh, he took office. Because it was about almost a year after that we were on, hovering around $5 a gallon, right? If I remember correctly, and you guys can correct me if, if, if I'm wrong, uh, which by the way, oh, now I'm really enjoying Twitter, oh man, I can't wait for a liberated Twitter, grow the base, grow the audience, just keep talking to us, I can't wait to see all those people that were erased from Dana's account and other friends. Like folks over at at the Babylon Bee to be on boarded again. I can't wait for the day, and there will be a national celebration in my heart. Donald Trump going back to Twitter and just you know just throwing stuff out there, you know, just being Donald Trump, you know, inciting you know, conversation, words, thought, debate online, and the Babylon Bee needs to be established. Yo, Elon, if. Maybe you're listening by some miracle, some radio station. Could be here in Deep South Texas where he's making his home, but I think he's over at Twitter HQ. Babylon B. Bring back the Babylon B on Twitter as quickly as possible. So now on Twitter, if you want to say hi, I want to correct me, I got something wrong, or just make an observation. Like somebody the other day sent me an observation on an RSV treatment or v- vaccine that I was making, making on here. It's at SergioTalk. At Sergio Talk. On Twitter the liberated Twitter so when Joe Biden took office we were at two and a quarter right maybe a little bit under that by two and a quarter the gallon of gas and of course one of the first things that he does after he opened up my border our border here all the southwest border pretty much allowed everybody to come in, all these illegal immigrants to come in and start gaming the asylum system. We've seen the flood. We we got a report on that flood of illegal immigrants the past fiscal year, from October 1st to October 31st. Last fiscal year, 2.3 million processed by Border Patrol. So the first thing that he does after opening up the border and letting everybody in, stopping deportations. Remember that? Another executive order related to energy. Pretty much hog-tying. American oil production, extraction—the natural resource that we had it stopped the big old pipeline coming from Canada, we supposed to go down to Houston and distribute all that A slightly dirtier oil from Canada. Just make an observation there, but you know, we had it here for us to clean up. We got real sweet crude. We got some nice stuff here in Texas, but all the investors—they went sideline, sat down because from the pretty much the beginning, you—you you talk to any oil economist about this, they will all tell you the same thing. Whether it's Jay Young in North Texas, my buddy Tim Snyder, they all tell you the same thing. Who, who, folks who are honest in oil economics, this administration, much from the beginning, put an order out to start slow-walking permits for projects. The whole idea of making an investment is to get a return on it. And if you got billions of dollars on the sideline not funding any of this stuff, well, less production on the U.S., at one time, we were the number one, right? We were exporting. We, we were beating Saudi Arabia at one time. But this guy slowed us down. Joe Biden slowed us down because his objective is to bankrupt, destroy fossil fuels, fossil energy, all that dirty stuff, because of this climate change cult that he belongs to and force-feeding into the American economy electric vehicles. I'm, look, I'm a fan Electric vehicles, electric battery technology, it's technology that needs to be perfected, but at a more natural pace that doesn't work American, doesn't hurt American workers, doesn't hurt uh, my neighbors and fellow citizens all over the country. There are many of them paycheck to paycheck, which, by the way, reminds me, being paycheck to paycheck, about two-thirds of Americans. That was a, a poll I saw two days ago in the news two-thirds of Americans paycheck to paycheck because of inflation, and a big chunk of that is energy. It doesn't have to be that way, Joe. You've been president for almost two years now, Vato. And when it was $5 a gallon, that's what you created. Because when we started with Donald Trump, and and correct me if I'm wrong, I thought we were about two and a quarter on the day that, that clueless Joe Biden took over. About two and a quarter, 216, 225, something like that, on average, nationwide. I correct me if I'm wrong, at Sergio Talk. As soon as Joe Biden comes in, starts taking executive pin, starts slow walking permits, gets rid of Keystone XL, it's an not exactly an oil, natural gas friendly administration, puts orders out to EPA and starts making excuses about all this. The investors sit on the they take their money, their billions of dollars sitting on the side, they not producing for us. It wasn't too long after that, that number starts climbing. And, and man, I do news radio in South Texas with my amigo Tim and Freddie and everybody that's around here every single day. And we saw that national average, AAA, climbing, climb, climb, climb. Eventually it crossed three and when it costs cost $3 a gallon, ding, 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 all the bells and whistles, You know, all this energy policy doesn't make sense. We're tying our own production. Then Republican Congress started coming out, and, and and rightfully so, criticizing Joe Biden and his his refusal to recognize that he is creating higher gas prices with less extraction, de-emphasizing our energy and relying on dictators in Venezuela, relying on Iran to come back online internationally with a, with a new you know, peace accord, and you know, so-called nuclear accord. Although, well, that's, he's begging these tyrants for oil. And when we hit, I do believe it was about 350, closer to 350, and then, of course, old Putin steps in and really messes things up. Because he creates all this instability in the market, all the Russian oil that he's not going to provide for Europe, uh, decreased supply, the war with Ukraine, all those things, Just the, it reverberates. And before you know it, at, at that time, amigo, at that time, in my opinion, when Putin went to war, and, and this is why the administration, the Biden administration, they have no right to say, you know, it's Putin inflation, it's Putin's gas price. No, it's not dopey. You created the conditions in our market that raised the price of gas, gasoline, less refining, less extraction, dependence on foreign powers to give us dirtier oil, especially from Venezuela. There's no excuse for that. We have the cleanest extraction methods in the, in, on the planet. So you raise it up to three fifty-ish and change, already spending way too much. And diesel prices before Putin went in, diesel prices crazy at a time when we're facing inflation and everything needs to go to market. All the eggs and milk and the clothing and, you know, papa shoes and everything else that needs to go to market costs more because the truck drivers are looking at thousand-plus dollar fill-ups every single time they go fill up their 18-wheeler. That was under Joe Biden. Poor extraction, worse refinement when it came to diesel. We're about $5, close to $5 on the diesel. Per gallon. And of course that cost has to be spread somewhere else. Back to everybody buying the bags of milk and the clothing and Papa's shoes and everything else. He created this mess. At that time when Putin went into Ukraine and, you know, all this bluster and all these threats and disconnecting him from the world banking, which none of that happened. None of that happened. At that time, how I wish a a truly more Genuinely concerned president, uh, an individual concerned for the American worker, for American citizens, American consumers, at that time would have said, you know what? This is an emergency. No, I'm not going to extract from the strategic petroleum reserve. That that needs to be investigated, in my opinion, amigo. Because if, if you, man, if you can't make Donald, uh, if you cannot make uh, Joe Biden's Extraction from what Donald Trump tried to top off of which is the strategic petroleum reserve. If Donald Trump was accused forever in, in manipulating foreign aid for political purposes, for political benefit, and they always try to impeach him, I think this is, I mean, think this is impeachable, I do believe. This strategic petroleum reserve access for political reasons? Joe Biden pretty much begging the Saudis can you guys hold off in lowering production thereby increasing price of a barrel of oil till after the midterm election? That's under Democrat party, Democrat lawmaker standards. That's manipulating the election. That is using American assets for political his own political benefit, his party's political benefit. Is that not impeachable? I believe it is. He starts tapping the Strategic Petroleum Reserve to lower prices, just like grabbing a a bucket of water from the ocean and thinking he's doing something to to lower prices. It's insanity, amigo, and, and we have to change course. The Strategic Petroleum Reserve at one time under Donald Trump, the price was super, super low because of COVID, because of the human government. Generated recession, the slowdown in economic activity because they shut down, the world shut down, we shut down, and oil wasn't flowing, and it was super, super low. At that time, we should have topped off the strategic petroleum reserve, but no, it was called a subsidy. We we're benefiting, you know, dirty oil and oil. It, it's it's for an emergency. At that time, when Putin went into Ukraine, at that time, Joe Biden, or actually not him, a real leader. Should have said, you know what, all these regulations, EPA enforced regulations, all these permitting regulations we put in place, the slow walking of permits, the slowdown in permitting certain equipment and processes and tubes and all that that's necessary to get all that oil from our land, from America, with warlike speed, we need to reverse everything and we need to start extracting. It would have taken six months to get everything going again. But that would have created confidence in the market that we're taking care of business. We have the energy. We don't depend on foreign dictators. We don't depend on Russia to be manipulating Europe. In fact, we'll get to the point where we will get LNG and start shipping. And it's going to take a while to get the ships over there, but we'll start shipping, liquefied natural gas to the Europeans. The Europeans won't have to worry about a super cold winter and dying from a super cold winter. That would have been leadership. That's sure to what it could have now. Because we know what we have under Joe Biden. Absolutely Doesn't matter. You got a gun to your head. Doesn't matter. He will not budge from his climate, cult, religion, and you, amigo, you the regular American consumer, you and I, all of us, we're paying for it. All these gas prices that don't have to be that way. All right. 20 minutes after the hour already. My goodness. You're listening to The Dana Show. I'm Sergio Sanchez, broadcasting from her Southern Command in South Texas, Studio KURV. You want to say hi on the the liberated Twitter. It's at Sergio Talk.
1: Rights, immigration, foreign policy, and marriage. Folks, these subjects are a big part of political dialogue today, and we talk about them often on my show. They're at the heart of so many campaigns this election. But what did our founding fathers say about these issues? We've moved so far from the founders' understanding of government that you'll be surprised by their answers. Right now, my favorite college, Hillsdale College, has the best way to learn about the founders' deep and wise insights into human nature. Join Hillsdale professors Thomas West and David Azarad as they explore the thoughts and ideas of America's founders in Hillsdale's newest free online course, The Real American Founding, A Conversation. So what are you waiting for? The midterm elections are right around the corner and you need to understand the founders' thoughts about the pressing issues of their and our time. Visit danaforhillsdale.com to watch the trailer video of The Real American Founding: A Conversation and sign up for this new completely free online course. That's dana 4 dana
3: Listen to The Dana Show live on the Odyssey app. Weekdays, noon to 3 p.m. Eastern Time.
0: You're in tune with The Dana Show. I'm Sergio Sanchez. I'm in from my friend Dana Lash. If you want to say hello, use the new liberated Twitter. Yeah, at Sergio Talk. Okay, Steve, well, let's do some headlines. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's
3: Quick Five, brought to you by Caltech.
0: On this day, that is uh, for you guys listening on the weekend, the replay, Friday, the 28th, October, first responder day and internal medicine day. Big hug to all the folks working and loving people in medicine. Uh, New data showing COVID-19 death rates were higher among essential workers, folks in medical care as well, but also folks going daily, exposing themselves. Personal care, same patients, social services, food preparation. Just new data out from the government. Drug Enforcement Agency. You might want to check the DEA website. Maybe put your zip code in there. DEA holding another one of those National Prescription Drug Take Back Days on Saturday, October 29th. And they do this, I think, two or three times a year. Check the DEA website. And of course, World Series. Game one. That's tonight, live from Houston. Go Astros. Producer Steve is willing, he's wearing his Philly shirt. Astros logo is on my heart. From South Texas, this is The Dana Show.
1: Dana Lash here for ARK Seeds. There's a growing sense of instability and uncertainty. Gas, housing, everyday items are way up. Uh, food prices have the nation reeling. The ability to grow your own healthy food is on almost everybody's mind. So this is why I want to tell you about ARK Seed Kits. You can visit ARK, A-R-K, ARCSEedKits.com and enter code Dana to receive 10% off. Now, ARK Seed Kits, it's a non-GMO seed company. It's family owned, and they provide heirloom seeds for across the nation for over 13 years. They want to make sure every home in America has the ability to grow and harvest its own food. And these are the highest quality heirloom seeds. They arrive in a sustainable container, offering long-term and short-term storage. And they also bring seed-saving knowledge and food preparedness to you and your community. You can get seeds for vegetables and herbs. They have 50,000 organically grown seeds in each kit. talking corn, watermelon, cucumbers, lettuce, beans, tomatoes, all kinds of stuff. Designed to grow new nutrient, and calorie-dense vegetables and fruits to sustain any home at any time. So, and they can be harvested and regrown year after year. You guys know how heirloom seeds work, right? Chaz Chop in Portland didn't. So visit Ark Seed Kits and enter DANA to get your 10% discount code and be on your way to food and economic security, helping you and your family and your community. It's a limited-time offer. Visit arcseedkits.com, A-R-K, and order your seed kits and save 10% today.
3: Shooting down woke culture, one crazy headline at a time. It's the Dana Show.
2: And we're doing a whole lot of other things. And by the way, the food prices, the main driver of food prices, is not the price of beef and eggs, et cetera, they're up. It's packaged goods. Packaged goods. You're going to see people not buying Kellogg's uh, Raisin Bran, which you're going to see them buy another Raisin Bran, which would be a dollar mm. cheaper. I mean, so...
0: Oh, my goodness. Yeah. It's, it's Steve and I were talking about this. Stuff. Yeah, sell all your Kellogg stock because people are going to buy everything else, all the generic brands. Hey, welcome to The Dana Show. I'm Sergio Sanchez in for Dana today, reporting to you from her Southern Command, the studios of KURV News Talk in, in South Texas. Thank you, Dana, uh, for the call. <laughs> so he said, like, it, it's not chicken, it's not beef, it's not milk, all that. Yeah, so I guess we're not we're not paying what sixteen percent more for chicken, like nineteen percent more for beef, what was it, about fifteen percent more for milk? All depending on the market you're in. No, it's it's all the packet stuff. Joe Biden completely out of touch. Joe Biden, my goodness. And at some point, the way interest rates are being jacked up right now by the Federal Reserve, the what these banks are paying to borrow money. The monopoly money that's the fake money that's out there in the economy. Interest rates for cars, for homes, credit cards, all that stuff's going up. I spoke with a friend, an economist, Stephen Patterson. He's in banking and looking at the economy. I, I picked his brain. Is it short or long recession? Because right now, everybody's on a spending splurge. We're all getting ready for Christmas. So they say that at the beginning of next year, that's when we're going to start hearing the, 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 the brakes grinding on the national economic train, as I like to describe it. So the question is, is it going to be long or short recession? Well, you know, all the temporary stuff you hear about GDP growth, 2.5%. Yeah, that's fine. It's great. I wish we could continue that going. But it's not rates. They're looking at the economic activity rate over the Fed. They're looking at the jobs that are still being created at the Fed, saying, oh we're not slowing down enough, continue hitting the brakes, continue screeching the brakes, raise those interest rates. We're going towards a recession, people. So anyway, I'm sure my conversation was even just a little bit. Economist Steven Patterson will look at, you know, what he says is long recession or a short recession. Other headlines of the day. We had a Texas A&M professor, Raymond Robertson, in the news. He was commenting on the significant increase of illegal immigrants coming to our country from Cuba. 26,000 Cubans in the month of September. 37% increase from the previous month. And the way things are going right now, unless the Biden administration abuses its power, and declares Cubans to be Cubans to be sent back, all of them, even the ones who make it to shore safely, or the ones who come through the U.S.-Mexican border, unless he declares because of what is it, Title forty-two, Title forty-nine, Title sixty-nine, whatever they call it, you know, the COVID you know, fantasy. Uh, unless he declares, like Venezuelans have to be returned, we don't want no these one of these Venezuelans who hate socialism. We don't want any of these Vel- Venezuelans who hate communism, hate centralized control. Price controls, you know, the mess that they've made in their economy. We don't want none of that, according to the Biden administration. What we do want is dirtier oil from the Venezuelan dictator right now. But back to the Cubans. We're seeing a huge increase right now with the open border under Joe Biden. and and am professor Raymond Robertson noting the huge spike. He says that this is the largest migration from Cuba since the 1980s prospect of this stopping anytime soon ain't gonna stop anytime soon amigo. As, as long as Joe Biden is in office that Biden border mess is gonna continue and we're gonna continue we're gonna see folks coming in from all over the, the planet which reminds me next hour of the Dana show I got our our station friend program friend Sarah Carter Sarah Carter has become an expert when it comes to U.S. immigration policy and, at the moment, lack of immigration policy enforcement. She has a new podcast, Dark Wars, and in conjunction with uh, our family here at Radio America, uh, we'll be talking about that contribution to journalism from Sarah Carter next hour of The Dana Show. Meantime, let's talk about the economy. A recession more than likely on the horizon is going to be a short one, or a longer period of pain. Here's my conversation with economist Steven Patterson. Retail sales activity right now, post-COVID, if I can call that, to pre-COVID, like 2019, to like most recent numbers we saw, on average, I can tell you Texas, we're about 30 plus percent increase in sales activity compared to 2019. I know you gotta factor inflation in there somewhere. Retail sales, a prospect of that, still pretty strong, Financial strategist Stephen Patterson is my guest. So when you factor in inflation, Steve, the number as far as retail activity and sales, that's still pretty strong nationwide. Why is that, Steve? We're supposed to be in a recession right now.
4: Yeah, I think, you know, number one, that number is inflated for one of the exact reasons you just talked about, inflation. Uh, I think you can account for somewhere between 10 and 12% of that just to the rising cost of goods and services. Uh, But I also think that you're still, you know, you haven't seen the full effects yet of rising interest rates. Uh, Mm. Individuals using credit cards, we know that credit card debt is reaching peak levels right now. You know, at the beginning of the year, the average credit card had about a 17.5% interest rate on it right now, the average credit card's closer to twenty three percent. So I think all of that is fixing to play a real factor in the ability to satisfy that debt and to continue the spending.
0: We're all drunk with post COVID happiness. And we're gonna celebrate by just, you know, swiping that card, swiping that card for Christmas. Man, there's likely a bunch of people gonna get themselves in trouble again this coming Christmas. They're gonna pay a lot more in interest rates early next year, right?
4: Absolutely. You know, one of the things that you see is, you know, typically in Q1 of a new year, you see retail sales diminish significantly. And the reason they diminish is for exactly what you just talked about. They swipe the card through Q4 preparing for the holiday season. And then in Q3, they go to satisfy the bills. Well, with interest rates, Going up as significantly as they are, and you know, are projected to continue to rise in November and December in those Fed meetings. Um, I think that consumers are in for a very rude awakening. I also think that you're going to see some business businesses begin to retract, uh, which could lead to some employment issues. So I would caution anyone that is financing their life right now with debt. Um, to be very, very aware of what the economic future is being projected at right now.
0: Why do it? Seems like everyone, all, all the bean counters and you know the meat puppets, everybody commenting on either cable or, or write-ups and, and financial online. They're saying it's going to be a strong recession, more than likely, and it won't happen till early next year why is it because yep. everybody's holding pattern before christmas or what's going on
4: yeah it's usually so raising interest rates does not have an immediate effect it takes some time for all of that to kick in you've got the federal funds rate they're wanting to get to about four and a quarter percent by end of year um you know you see the 30-year mortgage right now at about seven and a quarter percent it'll take a little time to slow those things down it takes a little time for the credit card interest rate to rise enough that the American consumer begins to feel that, and they quit using it as much. It takes a little time for businesses to be impacted by that, and they either reduce hours, reduce services, or unfortunately, lay people off. Uh, It takes some time. So I think, you know, the idea is it's about a six-month window for those actions. Uh, to be felt and ripple through the economy, which is where you see Q1 of 23 into Q2 of 23 being probably not very pretty for
0: uh, you know our, our country. Yeah, that's um, I'm thinking huge, super long freight train where uh, on the interest side is the engine way at the front, but then you hit the brakes. And all the cars that way, for example, starts buckling bit by bit. All the cars start that's, bumping into each other. That
4: is yeah. a that is the perfect example yeah. to describe lagging indicators, yeah. and, and and that's what you just did very effectively.
0: Financial strategist Key City Capital, Stephen Patterson, is my guest. Where are you, Steve? Are are you in the short recession, strong but short recession, or a longer pain recession all the next year, maybe going into twenty four a little bit?
4: I I think it's longer. Um, You know, I I think that, unfortunately, there's been a desire to, to, to maybe not deal with this as harshly and as effectively as we could have, you know. In the beginning of 22, you know, we were using terms like transitory inflation. You know, inflation has proven to be anything but transitory. I think we have a Fed that is trying to deal with this with interest rate monetary policy, which is the tool that they have. Unfortunately, I think we have uh, federal spending and some federal policy that works directly against that. Until those two things can align, yeah. um, I think that we have a real issue. Um, you know, the reality of it is is that we need a federal pullback in spending. The reality of it is we need energy policy that makes sense for the average American. And the reality of it is, is that we need a supply chain that works. If we could get our our elected officials as well as federal policy, monetary policy to align, then I think we can work positively for American families. But until those things are not divergent views... It's going to be a painful 23. I really believe that.
0: No, And I follow you there because what I'm thinking, Steve, it needs to be an event. Going back to the freight train comparison, same thing when you brake, well, same thing when you rev up the engine, boom, you start pulling that wave, pulling all the cars behind it bit by bit is going to happen. But the election, I don't think the election that's coming up right now is enough of an event. It's not like this election will reverse course on all the monopoly money that's being printed up and promised over the next several years. Uh, Yes, it'll be stagnant up in Washington. Uh, There will be a gridlock, right? No new, I'm not expecting any big trillion plus dollar legislation to pass up in D.C., I think we need more than just preventing legislation. We need to reverse course on legislation. That event's not going to happen. I'm not expecting this administration to reverse course on slowing the permits for oil. And you know, it would it'd be a miracle if Joe Biden says, "Oh, I changed my mind uh, on behalf of hard in Americans." Release the hounds! Like open up all the permits, uh, get, grease the skids on the permits. Let's go! Let, let's let's get our own energy. That's not going to happen. Diesel still going to cost a lot no. of money, so that events going can happen. I just don't see. I don't see it growing the way it needs.
4: No, and I think to underline the point you're making, your your point that you're making right now is historically sound. Um, if you look at the pain that was in existence from, let's just take a a snapshot of time, 1976 to 1981, you see the beginnings of stagflation and interest rates peaked at 18.1 percent in 1981. But it took the next 10 years to unravel that. I think your point is sound. You make decisions now, but it would take time to implement those decisions to feel that effect in the average middle-class family.
0: Thanks, Steve. Appreciate your time. Steven Patterson with Key City Capital. Big thanks to Steve for joining the program. We need to be saving. We don't have a culture of saving in our country. We're spending like crazy getting ready for Christmas, and some would say, well, who's to blame? I mean, this is post-COVID, and we need to celebrate family, get together with, with friends. It's a much bigger cultural problem in our nation. Where, yes, it's good to spend. I love capitalism. I love the market. But it, we didn't learn it, obviously, in, in high school or college, or many of us from our parents. Uh, but we need to we need to learn how to save. And, man, there's going to be a lot of saving going on early next year when we slam the brakes on the economy. I'm Sergio Sanchez. This is The Dana Show, broadcasting from South Texas. You want to say hello via the new liberated Twitter. Let's go. Everybody hop aboard Twitter now that Elon Musk is taking care of business out there and getting rid of all the lefties. So join us. Uh, join me. You can say hi at Sergio Talk.
1: and then join the club. Visit BlackRifleCoffee.com Dana to save 20% off your purchase in your first coffee club order. That's 20% off with promo code Dana at BlackRifleCoffee.com slash Dana. Fuel your life with America's coffee, Black Rifle Coffee.
3: Your one-stop shop for the information you need to fight back. If you're gonna have to learn stuff, you might as well enjoy it. The Dana Show.
0: From the Dana Show Southern Command in the Rio Grande Valley, Texas, just north of the river by just a few miles, this is the Dana Show. I'm Sergio Sanchez, in for my friend Dana. Lord bless you, Dana, wherever you're out there, just driving around town. Thanks for for the call today. Uh, Follow-up to something I mentioned a little earlier. I was talking about the Strategic Petroleum Reserve. And, in my word, the abuse of it by Joe Biden He's he's taken the emergency supply, the emergency gas can that we're supposed to use in an emergency when all the gas stations are closed up, right? That'd be the equivalent of my dad having that five-gallon jug of gasoline in the garage for his big truck. Well, you know, you can get your own. We have plenty of fuel. We have plenty of oil in this country. But doing it for political reasons, keep the price low, keep everybody happy. That, that needs to be investigated. It looks like it might be. I just saw this headline we got about a dozen Republicans looking into their words. The Biden administration, potential misuse, they said, Hmm, similar to the strategic oil reserve. And when these dudes take over the House next year, yeah, yeah, that's something that needs to be looked at. And I don't know how we're going to refill that thing cheap because price of oil is, is just too expensive right now. And a quick note from, as I call it, Madonnas, McDonald's. They had some pretty good numbers. I mentioned them in the latest quarterly earnings report. They claim, and you can go to, the, uh, I guess, CNBC website on this one. They claim that lower-income Americans, lower-income customers, they've shed a lot of that market. But they've picked up higher-income customers that have opted for fast food. How do they know? How do they know that it's higher income? Is it like they're buying third-party information? From South Texas, this is the Dana Show.
1: If you're a regular listener, then you've heard me talk about Keltec and all the reasons why they're one of my personal favorites when it comes to firearms. Privately owned family company, Keltec has been making one of a kind American made firearms since 1995. Driven by creativity, Keltec doesn't just copy other weapons on the market, they innovate new ones, including the new P-50. The P-50 platform is based around a 50-round double-stack magazine which lays horizontally along the top of the grip. The 5.7 cartridge comes in several variants, from sporting, hunting, to personal defense, and with how easy it handles its smooth shooting, because it's well-balanced and thus accurate, you can definitely see kel reliability and quality at work. The P-50 is fun on the range, but it's also great for serious home protection. To find out more about the P-50 and all other kel weapons and products, check out KeltechWeapons.com. That's K E L T E C, weapons.com. Keltech, creating innovative quality firearms to help secure your world. KeltechWeapons.com.
3: Yes. It's
5: Lindsey Graham's completely, but you know, sort of anodyne comments about, you see him? You see the black, he, he's black, right? You see how black he is? That proves that we're not racist. There's a black man standing there. You see a black? Look at him. You yeah. see how black he is? It's it's the disrespect they have for black people and their belief that black people are essentially a prop.
0: Au contraire, Madame Joy Reid, joyless Reid. Man, I think it's the foundation of your argument against Republicans. Uh, What are you saying, Miss Joy Reid? That black people, or what do they say? People of color. You know, like me, I got a nice tan on my skin. I'm Sergio Sanchez. And for my friend, Dana Lash, hour two of the program. So are you saying that black people or, um, you know, olive skin, nicely tanned people, Latinos, not Latinx, Latinos, we can't be conservative? We don't believe in liberty. We don't believe in capitalism. We can't because we're minorities and forever and a day in all generations. We need to be slaves of the state and always vote for those who advocate for a centralized decision-making apparatus. In other words, you need to vote Democrat. You were born Democrat. You'll die Democrat. You will always vote Democrat, right? That's racist. That's stupid. That's a disservice to Americans, to citizens, to thinking people, a.k.a. blacks, a.k.a. Latinos, not Latinx, Hispanics. As I said, I'm Sergio Sanchez. This is hour two of the Dana Show. We're broadcasting from the Dana Show Southern Command in Deep South Texas. Yeah, we got early vote going on right now, and since it's these, um, you know, last week of of October, we got more early vote taking place uh, next week in many parts of the country. And of course, Election Day will be November 8th. They keep talking about this Republican wave, this conservative wave. I look I I flag wave for the Republicans only because I believe in political competition and more importantly, I believe in limited government. I believe that children should be born and live out their lifeline as called by you wanna say, I say God Almighty, or just the universe. That's that's a lifeline that we have no one has a right to snuff. I believe that you know, my life, my liberty, my property is mine. I've attained it by the, the talent and the strength, the muscle, brain power or physical muscle that God Almighty gave me. And I should. it is my right to retain what I work for. And biblically speaking, I work and say for my children. It's not the other way around my children and my grandchildren right now and yours as well, amigo, with this taxation without representation, all this monopoly money, the trillions upon trillions of dollars that have been pumped into the economy, fake money, that's our grandchildren's money. We're not saving for them. We're not working for them. They're working for us. You ever think about that? Especially y'all who like to leave through the Bible and understand that scripture. They're the ones who have to pay off that debt. It is not fair to them. I flag, wave... For the Republicans, you listen long enough to the Ding Show, you know. I, I was a, a, chairman for the GOP here in Deep South Texas, and I thank God for all the local patriots who work really hard and funded and help open that dream, that passion to open up a permanent headquarters for a South Texas Republican Party. That was eight years ago, and in these eight years, thanks in large part, Donald Trump, and being just a celebrity. And a businessman, billionaire, and a non-politician. Boy, we know he's a non-politician, right? All the things that he says, all the mean tweets, um, his tongue, his typing, get him in trouble, get him booted off of Twitter. Now he can come back, can he? Right? And the liberated Twitter. But this, this America first mentality, that is what burns in my heart, and in the hearts of millions of Americans, and I believe, what was it, 74, at least 74 million Americans who voted for him in the last election cycle, that I have no doubt, I do not question how many ballot boxes for overnight delivery were stuffed or manipulated to give him seventy-five million votes. I believe every single one of those 70, almost 75 million votes is a genuine vote for America First Mindset. Joy Reid, saying that Herschel Walker is being used by the Republicans as a prop, is racist. (laughs) Who's calling her out on this? Well, we're too stupid, Joy, to vote for liberty ideas in this country? She should be called out on that. I flag wave for the Republicans. I volunteered as chairman down here. I thank God for all the workers that, that took that HQ and made it even bigger. And now we're looking at a Republican wave, even in Democrat stronghold, deep South Texas, Democratville, USA. We, I, I was going, Lord, how are you going to do this? How are you going to change this? How are we going to provide political competition? How are we going to get the people to run? They are. They're running. They're standing up. in large part thanks to Donald Trump. But this political racist political mindset by the Democrats. And say so if you don't vote Democrat, you're not black. You're not black. Joe Biden said that, right? Th- they if you're not voting for Democrats, you're not a Latino. You're a coconut, right? Brown on the outside, white on the inside. You need to thank people. You need to examine what you believe in. And, and that's why I believe all these people, for example, here in Deep South Texas, wait for headlines from South Texas on election night, November 8th. I'm hoping and praying. That we see some miracles down here. I, I know they're working really, really hard. And M- Monica de la Cruz, you probably saw her being featured on Fox. District 15, Texas. That district's been drawn in a way to give her a chance to win. And more than likely, she's going to take that first Republican victory in that District 15 ever. <laughs> ever. <laughs> Maida Flores, Congresswoman. Republican Congresswoman. Maida Flores, Brownsville, Cameron County, Texas. She's working real hard to make sure she keeps that seat. She won a special election a few days back. Watch for a miracle. And it, it needs to keep on going. And just like local women, Latinas, Latinas, not Latinas, are standing up to protect America because our parents, my parents did. They, they migrated to this country. I was born in the U.S., but my parents migrated, and they were naturalized. They had to wait more than 10 years, but they were, natu- they were naturalized as citizens. And they appreciated the liberty that was, and the prosperity. With, uh, with a meager Mexican education, my dad barely got like a fourth, fifth grade education. My mom the same. But they were voracious, especially my mom, voracious readers. And my dad, a super hard worker. He, he gave me an example of what it's like to be a man, to stick around, to take care of a little kid. Who's so ungrateful, doesn't realize the sacrifice that goes into providing food on the table. It helped me to appreciate liberty and property and hard work. And I thank God for it. By the millions, they're coming here. Look, what I want to say is probably very controversial, but hear me out for a second. Under Joe Biden, we've had 2.7, I'm sorry, 2.3, that we know of 2.3 million illegal immigrants that have crossed. In the last fiscal year, right? October 1st. Last year, October 31st, this year, fiscal year, 2.3 million illegals. 1.6, I think, 1.7, I think it was the previous fiscal year that Joe Biden owned eight months of. He came into office on the 20th and owned all of February, March, April, all that. So he owned about eight months worth of that year, fiscal year, and had about 1.7, I think, maybe 1.9. That's almost 2 million more. And of course, the million gotaways. About five million people in two years. Five million illegal immigrants in this country. Most of them, not all, because they're coming from all over the world, Amigo, everywhere. Even from Russia, even from Ukraine. They're still coming to us from Africa. Here in McAllen, where I'm broadcasting from McAllen, Texas, Deep South Texas, I got just down the street from here on, on the main drag, this 10th Street. A little hotel across from a Taco Bell, or as I like to call it, alleged Taco Bell. A little hotel across the street bunch of folks came in from the Caribbean it, it looks like it's like a contingent that came in from Africa no these a bunch of black folks that came in from the Caribbean from Haiti Dominican Republic and they're filling up it like a local motel they've been released by Border Patrol they will soon wiggle their way into the country by the bus load or by the plane load no investigations on that right no calls for criminal charges against Governor DeSantis in Florida or Governor um, Governor Abbott here in Texas where the bus loads and plane loads and non-government organizations are paying these tickets for all these black folks there, that little hotel. That's just one of many. <laughs> Five million in two years, so just basic math, 10 million by the end of the Biden administration. More than 10 million more illegal immigrants in this country. I heard a comment on a separate talk radio program yesterday. Another friend that we've made recently. Uh, he was, Somebody was filling in for him. Some caller checked in and said, All these illegal immigrants are going to change our culture. They will diminish our standing. They will diminish our power. The arrival of all these illegal immigrants that will live in the dark, a new slave class in our country, will diminish our culture, diminish our resources, to the point that we will be alienated from Europe, Japan, our allies. It will diminish the power of our country. And here's, a, here's a controversial comment on my part. And I want to hear what you think. The Twitter address in the new liberated Twitter is at Sergio Talk. At Sergio Talk. S-E-R-G-I-O Talk on Twitter. The new liberated Twitter. Here's the controversial comment. That, that caller and that other program said that all these illegal immigrants will diminish and alienate America. Will take down America. Again, 10 million. Under Biden, that's what we can expect. I say it all depends. Now, follow me for a second. Think about ten million under Biden. Expect under Obama and Junior Bush. What was it? another about ten million cumulative over many years? Prior to that, going back to Slick Clinton. Daddy Bush all the way back to the amnesty number one under Reagan that he brought in three million illegal immigrants in the late 80s and naturalized them, right? So do the math, that's anyway, ballpark I'll round up. 50 million potential, and I'm just doing some raw math here. 50 million illegal immigrants for the past generation in change. How many children, How many American children did our nation alone kill, lifelines snuffed, babies killed before they had a chance to come into this world, to contribute their knowledge, their ideas, their solutions, their work, to have their work and the fruits of it stolen, taxation, taxation is theft. Yeah, it was north of 50 million, at least 50 million, in the free-for-all execution, the killing of American babies during the period of Roe v. Wade, post-period Roe v. Wade, right? That's 50 million that have come in to make up for the 50 million or so snuffed in this country. Taxpayers, workers, geniuses, ideas, contributors, it's all there. So when I say it all depends if America and all these illegal immigrants we will be taken down by this class that will live in the underbelly of our nation hiding from law enforcement. Not truly being able to log in and work and pay taxes and contribute. It all depends. Now follow me. I I know you're probably your blood's starting to boil. What did they not teach us? You who love liberty. You who defend liberty. What did public schools that you, your parents, your grandparents helped to subsidize and pay for, what did they not teach you and I? I had to learn this on my own. Our unifying culture of liberty, not only free speech, freedom of religion, but to defend ourselves, Second Amendment. I had to teach myself all these things, capitalism, market activity, the thievery, the robbery that is tax all those things I had to learn on my own. If we do a much better job as a nation, seize control of the school districts, make sure that our children understand and debate and absorb the ideas of liberty, our own children born in this country, and as, what, these 10 million folks that came under Biden, you think they're leaving?
3: They ain't leaving.
0: They ain't never leaving. Teach them liberty ideas as well. Come at me. Fight me at Sergio Talk. You're listening to The Dana Show, broadcasting from South Texas. John Fetterman's debate performance proves his campaign and the media were lying about his condition. Lee Zeldin demolishes Kathy Hochul in their debate, but can he win the election? And Democrats are now accusing Republicans of not being loyal enough to Trump. I'm Greg Columbus, Join Jim Garrity of National Review and me each weekday for the Three Martini Lunch podcast. We'll give you the good, bad, and crazy news of the day for conservatives, and hopefully a lot of laughs, too. Join us. Follow the Three Martini Lunch on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you
3: get your podcasts. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick 5, brought to you by Caltech.
0: Just in case we missed this earlier in the week, this is news you need to know. I I learned this week that there's something called uh, aerosol dry shampoo. You never have to, like, wet your hair and get all the gunk out. It It collects all the dirt. But, like, what happens? It's still in your head. Anyway, Unilever, the, the makers of that aerosol dry shampoo, big recall. There might be some cancer-causing benzene in some of this aerosol dry shampoo, Dove, Swath, Nexus. So heads up in case you, you know, don't take a shower and use you, you, that type of stuff. Hilarious class action lawsuit in California. A couple of companies being sued for uh, by customers who didn't get the, the high that they wanted with the marijuana. Dream Field Brands and Med for America being sued. And Black Panther, Wakanda forever, November 11th at the theater. They had a celebration of Chadwick Boseman's life this week. I think his little sister is a new Black Panther. From South Texas, this is The Dana Show.
3: Want a behind-the-scenes look at The Dana Show? Subscribe to Dana's chapter and verse newsletter for a deeper dive in all things Dana at danalash.com.
5: The Democratic Party has not tried. In, in terms of Latino electorates. And I mean, where's our Dream Act? Where is our immigration reform? And even recently with um, President Biden's uh, marijuana executive order, I very much applaud that he went there, but um, he exempted people who were convicted when they, if they were convicted while they were undocumented.
0: You recognize that voice. It's your favorite, everybody's favorite lefty, AOC. Welcome to the Dana Show, hour two of the program. And for my friend Dana Lash, I'm Sergio Sanchez, reporting from her Southern Command in South Texas. You know the first thing I took away from that little comment from AOC? Maybe it's an election year. She didn't use the word Latinx. Did you notice that? Maybe enough people pushed back and and told this dimwit, hey, muchacha, I know you're still taking uh, Espanol tutorial sessions to learn how to speak Spanish. Latin X is an insult to everything that is Spanish language, literature, and culture. She used Latino culture. All right. And then she talked about the DREAM Act and comprehensive immigration reform. Well, the problem is hey, go back to the White House. And your party boss, Joe Biden, he really gummed the works, messed everything up with his open border policy that he has every illegal immigrant cross and pretty much every single one allowed to stay in this country because they're gaming the asylum program. Let me bring aboard to the Dana Show, a friend of the program, journalist Sarah Carter, who has a new product you need to check out. On social media at Dark Wars Pod, the website darkwarspod.com. Sarah, I refer to her. You know, she's a journalist, but she's a border security expert, or a, these days, a lack of border security. Amiga, it's good to talk to you again. How you doing, Sarah?
5: Hey, I'm doing great, here I, I really look forward to getting back down to the border and seeing you there in person. It was a nice treat the last time I got to see you. And thank you so much. Thank you so much. Border insecurity, border lack of security is exactly where we're at right now.
0: How long have you been walking this beat on the border, Sarah, accumulating all these reports and information, making friends?
5: Actually, I have been. I, I added it up the other day, and it's about 18 and a half years. About 18 and a half years of my life, of my career, has been back and forth on the U.S.-Mexico border, uh, working all the way from Tijuana uh, when I first started covering the Arellano-Felix cartel uh, on the border of California, all the way up until I, I, I remember covering the border when Vincente Fox was in office in Mexico, and the drug hmm. cartels were battling it out on the other side of the border. Um, I remember going into Nuevo Laredo, I remember the death and destruction there, but I have never said seen it as dangerous or as bad as I am seeing it today. And I'm not just saying that. I mean, President Joe Biden came in. This is the reason why the Dark Wars pod uh, became so important to me, getting this uh, podcast series, this documentary series out there so people can experience what I've been seeing. I mean, it's it's hard on television. You know, you go on and you're, you're talking for maybe a segment, which is about maybe a minute and a half, sometimes to three minutes. This way, we can take people into the story while they're driving in their car or listening, you know, uh, in their homes while, you know, they're, they're taking care of errands. They can really take the time to have the story told to them through the people that it affects most, from the law enforcement officials on this side of the border to the parents who have lost their children from fentanyl poisoning, mind you, not just overdose and deaths, which are hard enough. But imagine having your child, or your husband, or your sister, or brother die because they took an oxycotton or a Percocet uh, that they borrowed from a friend because maybe they have a backache, or someone gave them a pill, um, or your child's in college. These are the stories told from the people that are affected most, which is us, the American people, right? it's all of us and there is a national security crisis at the border we see it every day but it's not just the border said you it's all across our country it's in every single state it's in every single school it's in every single family and yeah. we need to start paying attention to it before we end up losing our country
0: i hope so sarah sarah carter journalist sarah carter her new contribution and you need to take this in On social media, look for the words Dark Wars Pod, the website uh, for her new project, Taking us, everybody, to school on how bad it is on the front lines. And also, I need to ask you this. Uh, Look for the website, darkwarspod.com. Anything, everything you need to know about this problem that is illegal immigration. And it has a particular stench to it under Joe Biden because he has completely opened up the uh, the border for everybody to come here and stay. and, And enriching the cartels. And speaking of cartels, how do you manage, in the work that you do, how do you manage... To go behind the scenes and meet some of these coyotes, some of these smugglers, some of these drug runners. How do you do something like that?
5: It's a lot of years and a lot of sources. This this episode, episode one, which we debuted uh, this week, I do take you behind the scenes. I went to El Salvador. I was able to meet through Mm -hmm. some of my sources with a coyote that actually smuggles human towards the United States. And I even asked him, I said, look, I was scared. I got to tell you, when I go on these assignments, there's times where I'm thinking like, This is really pushing it. We're really hitting a line here where we might be in danger or somebody may be hurt or I may be hurt. But I said, why did you decide to speak to me? I asked this uh, coyote who goes by the name of Manuel. and And he said, look, he said, I'm moving children across three countries. And the last that I heard talking to people in my, you know, that work with him were that some of the kids that I sent through Mexico were taken. They were taken by cartels. They, they, Their organs were harvested. Some oh of these my kids goodness. are, sold, are uh. sold into sexual slavery. And he said, for me, and knowing that I could reach out to you, for me, that's something that I just don't want to live with. He is a bad guy. He's a bad guy. But he wants to tell the truth. I mean, always I think there's different levels of badness, right? And for me, the importance of getting that story out to the American people so that they know what's actually happening is so so important it's vital it's vital to making decisions of, of when we go to the box when we go to vote we want to know we want to know the truth and that's the truth if you care about the people and the children that are being trafficked into this country and this goes to president biden and his administration and anybody else you will stop this Behavior. You will stop perpetuating the hundreds of billions of dollars being made by the most evil people on this planet, people whose only loyalty is to the almighty dollar or their money. They have no loyalty to the United States, no loyalty to Mexico, no loyalty to Guatemala, and they do not care even about the life of a child. Mm -hmm. These are monsters. They're monsters. And we right. are aiding and abetting them. I'm, I'm really afraid of that. That's what we're doing here.
0: Yeah, We're making terrorists, multi-billionaires out of these terrorists. Journalist Sarah Carter has a new border insecurity project that you need to check out online. Dark Wars. Be sure to look on the online engines for Dark Wars. Sarah Carter, my guest. Sarah, every now and then I explain the folks and and it's easy for us to contemplate this and here in in South Texas I tell people if you continue this reckless lawless policy that is being implemented by the White House Joe Biden the open border mindset uh, enriching the cartels allowing people to cross and, and stay here and all the dead people south of us, all the dead people in the river, all the dead people in the ranch country, dead people in the deserts of the southwest, all these these folks who are dead. These deaths, if we had a a true national media that had the best interest of liberty or country in mind, they would put all of these deaths and do expanded reports and put this at the door at the White House. He's responsible for all these deaths. And to look at Mexico, I tell people, look at Mexico. For, for our country, the United States, that's a mirror. Because if we vote wrong, we continue to vote wrong. And I'm just going to say, we, the modern incarnation of the Democrat Party, they own this. They own this mess. Joe Biden owns this mess. If you continue to vote wrong, America, Mexico is your mirror. Take a look. At a society that has been disarmed, never armed to begin with, citizens cannot arm themselves and protect themselves against criminals and cartels and politicians that have way too much power. And down there, the criminal element, the cartels, just south of the border from 10 miles south of where my studio is at here in South Texas, the cartels, they rule the roads. They rule society and the puppet government, it answers to them and takes money from them. That's where we're headed, people, if you continue to... Yeah.
5: It's so true. So true. Said hero, you couldn't have said truer words. The money just doesn't stay in Mexico. The ability to run a shadow government like the narco state in Mexico doesn't just stay in Mexico. That money pours across this border, too. And it buys people. It buys influence. And it buys corruption. It creates corruption. And you're absolutely right. I've never heard anyone say it better, but it is a mirror of... Of what we could end up becoming if we don't follow the law, if we don't protect our citizens and protect the citizens of this world from from that horrible uh, tragedy that we see at that border, which was created by President Biden.
0: Sarah Carter, my guest on The Dana Show. I'm Sergio Sanchez, and for my friend Dana Lash, Dark Wars is a new project that is going to reveal information, you and your family, and fellow Americans, neighbors, and voters. You guys need to know this before you head back to the polls and keep voting wrong. In other words, keep voting Democrat. We need to change course, people, come back. Dark Wars are the words that you need to put in the the search engine. So on this podcast, who do you feature, who do you talk to in the first podcast, Sarah?
5: Oh, gosh. Well, we we have Senator Rand Paul featured in there. I speak to Senator Marsha Blackburn, of course, talk to her issues that are dealing with in Tennessee. More importantly, I speak to officials in Guatemala. President Alejandro Jamate is in there. I have an exclusive interview with the president of Guatemala. I speak to the Coyotes. I speak to the people on the street. I went to the border of Honduras and Guatemala and meet with people crossing the border there from Venezuela and from other parts of the world. Um, We talked to former DEA Special Agent Derek Maltz. We also talked to uh, DEA agents who are speaking um, incognito uh, because of their current and ongoing work. Uh, They reveal stories that very few Americans have heard. I mean, we are revealing the truth about what is happening at the border. And more importantly, The fact that we are being lied to, and I think that should anger every American, that for the majority of our politicians are lying to us. They have been lying to us for years about the dangers of that border. And guess what, Sergio? We have over 80, well now over 90, terrorists, known terrorists on the FBI watch list that have been actually encountered at that border. And so many more that we know of that have disappeared into our country Who in Washington D.C. is gonna take the responsibility for that if one of them decides to target the United States and kill our citizens? We already have citizens dying. We already have citizens dying from the opioid and fentanyl deaths, over 107,000. But who in Washington is gonna take responsibility for that attack? So I think we need to expose them, we need to hold them accountable, and we need to stand up and put people in office who are actually gonna do what they say they're going to do
0: you mentioned fentanyl and in the news today in the pool drug enforcement administration on this weekend that is halloween the the fentanyl and and the drugs that are derived from it our kids are being targeted there's like this rainbow fentanyl kind of looks like candy and then it's like like little little bears that look like candy just a warning from right. DEA you guys if you go out there, do something safe for the kids. Maybe if they have like a fall festival at church, you got to find a better right. way to, to do the Halloween because fentanyl, it's it's, per, its everywhere. And you just don't know if some of the, the candy that was put in your, your kid's little bag has any of that in there. So, there a serious warning from DEA trying to get that warning out on this Halloween weekend. Like, I'm almost out of time. I got to ask you real quick China yeah. and the Mexican cartels, how are they in bed together? Real quick.
5: Real quick, fentanyl, you said it right there in there, precursor drugs being shipped from China. The Chinese are using the Mexican cartels as a proxy to enter this poison into the United States. And I believe it's irregular warfare against the United States. We see our citizens dying. And we have that episode coming up this week. Please do not miss Dark Wars Pod. That's darkwarspod.com. Go there for the latest, and you can also find uh, all of these episodes on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Real journalist Sarah Carter putting the Dinosaur Network, CBS, NBC, ABC to shame. Thank you for the work that you do, my friend. Soldier on.
5: Thank you, Sergio. Thank you very much.
0: And be safe. My goodness, all the people you're meeting out there. I'm Sergio Sanchez. You're listening to The Dana Show. We're broadcasting today's program from her Southern Command in South Texas. And if you want to say hello, uh, you need to use the liberated Twitter. Hallelujah. Twitter has been liberated by Elon Musk. Uh, the address, the handle, at Sergio Talk. This is The Dana Show.
3: Red meat, black coffee, truth telling. The Dana Show.
0: <sighs> from The Dana Show, Southern Command, in the RGV of Texas. We're still in Texas, you know the Dana Show broadcast worldwide, nationwide, from Dallas, Texas. <clears throat> but the Son of Command is in southern Texas. And I'm Sergio Sanchez in for him for Dana on the Dana Show. Happy anniversary. Twenty-two yeah, there's a there's a post. Twenty-two years ago, on this day, Dana Lynn Eaton. Did you know Dana's maiden name? Dana Lynn Eaton said yes to a glorious specimen of manhood, Chris Lash, 22 years ago. Happy anniversary to the lovebirds. Boy, you dudes got a lot of catching up. Daly and I are about to hit 30 here pretty soon. All right, Steve, well, let's do some Florida Man.
3: It's his life mission to make bad decisions. It's time for Florida Man.
0: Let's see. Dollar General employee in DeLand, Florida, accused of trying to poison his co-worker. Police say that they were called to a store, a Dollar General store, that's north of Orlando, investigated on Monday night, and one of the co-workers said that he left his, his soda unattended there on the counter somewhere, went to the bathroom, came back, it smelled like bleach. Take a look at the video cam. Absolutely, There shows the video. He tried to poison his fellow employee. Thank you for joining us on the Dana Show. I'm Sergio Sanchez reporting to you from Southern Command in South Texas. You want to say hi online on the liberated Twitter? It's at Sergio Talk. <laughs> Yeah, I know there's a lot of white noise in there. That's been used by the national networks as well. That is, as I lovingly referred to him, uh, Senator Shutdown Schumer up from New York. Uh, I, was he meeting Biden? I don't know who he was talking to. He was, I guess, on the tarmac somewhere. Uh, he said that it looks like the debate, referring to the Georgia debate, with uh, communist uh, uh, the reverend against uh, football great Walker, a few days back, he said, looks like that debate... Oh, no, and he was not about that. He was talking about uh, the Pennsylvania debate. Oh, my God, yeah, Dr. Oz and uh, Fetterman, yeah. B- because of, you know, Fetterman and his physical uh, speech problems right now, he said it didn't really hurt us that much in Pennsylvania. That was a hot mic you heard. You, you could kind of make out what Shutdown Schumer was saying. It's election time, amigo. You got to get out there, especially those independents, uh, liberty-loving, Americans, you got to get out there and you know how to vote in order to reverse course, or at least start the process of reversing course. This is Hour 3 of The Dana Show. I'm Sergio Sanchez and we're broadcasting today's program from what I refer to as Her Southern Command, Deep South Texas, the News Talk sto- studios at uh, KURV. And if time you want to say hello, reach out, uh, you need to go on the now liberated land of Twitter at Sergio Talk and say hello election time right now, early vote, probably in many municipalities, many places for the weekend, early vote next week, and then election day on the 8th. And as far as the excitement related to all this, just a couple of polls that that I saw, one of them is data accumulated from the elections offices. 13.8 million Americans in 44 states have cast early ballots ahead of November 8th. So, the largest contributors to these numbers, Florida, ballots 1.9, almost 2 million early vote ballots. And since this program uh, likely will replay on the weekend as of Friday the the 28th, uh, more than likely they're probably in Florida, they're probably going to hit or go north of 2 million early votes in Florida. Also, other states that are generating great interest here in Texas. We've got, uh, of course, the gubernatorial race. All congressional seats up for grabs here in South Texas, where I'm broadcasting to you from Rio Grande Valley, deep South Texas. We've got a group of Latinas, not Latinx. Latinas, conservative values, liberty-loving, Bible-thumping, gun-toting, you know what the left likes to say. Yeah, Latinas that are running and challenging the Democrat congressional establishment down here, we might see some miracle headlines. And, and we're going to be part of it. challenging the squad, the leftist quasi communist squad that hates America, hates Israel. Yeah, we got some liberty loving Latinas in South Texas going to spice things up here pretty soon, Lord willing, early next year. So here in Texas, we got some pretty good early bo- voting numbers as well. Uh, California, the state of Georgia, big Senate race there. Pennsylvania, same thing. Big Senate race. Man, all I have to say, look, Pennsylvania. Also, you guys in Arizona, where you got astronaut Kelly, who does only does the bidding of Joe Biden. Open border Joe Biden. Hogtie American energy Joe Biden. Inflation Biden. All of that. He does anything, everything that the party boss, you know, the president is a party boss of of all these political parties, he'll he'll vote for whatever Joe Biden has to say, whatever Shutdown Schumer has to say, whatever Nancy Pelosi has to say. Astronaut Kelly, if you want to change direction in our country, Arizona, wake up, conservatives, wake up, liberty-minded people in, in Arizona? You know you need to change. At Senate, thank say, you know, give them a pat on the back, say big thank you to astronaut Kelly. Say Thank you for your service. You know, go back and maybe work for SpaceX. There might be an opening over there in the private sector in space exploration. But we need a different mindset. Arizona, you keep Astronaut Kelly voting almost 100% of the time with Joe Biden and the left. You're part of the problem, Arizona. You guys in Pennsylvania, I I know Dr. Oz maybe was not your first choice. And Dana, man, she waxes eloquently on this thing. It's a matter of voting in a set of ideas and principles. It's not the person. It's the ideas. And some of y'all are sitting on the side and going, I'm not going to vote. Because my conservative candidate did not win in the primary. I'm not going to vote. So what, you're going to hand it to someone who... I, just, I don't believe that John Fenner, physically and mentally, is there enough to provide proper representation for Pennsylvania? Uh, he needs to heal, personally. But what we do know about this man, where at county and at city, it'd be nothing but a turnstile, turnstile. He's part of that, those lefty crazies. And I don't like to use the word liberal, because I'm a classical liberal. I think that word has been perverted. He's a, he's a leftist. He's a social justice warrior at the prosecutor's office. He's a no-bail type of dude. Just You commit a crime, okay, no bail recognizes, go back down the street. He will empty jails, he will empty penitentiary, he will not properly prosecute the law and he will lead, his election will lead to more crime. That's, that's the mindset. John, John Fenner, we know his ideas. We know he's soft on crime. Pennsylvania, if you guys who love America, liberty-minded folks, maybe some of y'all conservatives got your butt kicked in the primary, you're still butthurt about that, you need to get up out of your seat and vote to save our country. And part of that, look, I know you're not going to get, you Republicans, you're not going to get enough seats in the Senate to make the hill of beans difference you're not going to get the 60 plus one vote necessary to you know move legislation through you're definitely not going to get the 66 67 seats to override a veto by President Biden, but it's the path towards saving our country in the Senate. The Democrats must not, in my opinion, they must not retain any type of control or power in the U.S. Senate. We know that the U.S. House is likely going to swing to a more liberty mindset, capitalism mindset, law enforcement mindset, and definitely small government. That's what we need in the Senate. Get off your duff. Early vote is here. Swallow your pride. You, you, Pennsylvania man if you give us John Fetterman you're part of the problem and there are so many other places you guys need to show up and vote nationally the vote is all over the place some some jurisdictions reporting less of a turnout I can tell you that here in Texas here in South Texas it just is you know from my point of view and I don't know if maybe it's like Democrats, Sitting on the side, they're butthurt and they're disappointed with their national leader that provides no leadership whatsoever, and they're just maybe ashamed of him. Maybe that's maybe that's why some veterans, um, some some Democrat uh, veteran politicians, and all these maybe they're not voting this go around. But uh, it's it's up or down. It's all over the place nationally, and, and we need liberty-minded individuals. We need America-loving individuals. America-first mentality, folks. Whether you call yourself Republican, you're an independent, I don't care. You get out there and you change direction. That's my appeal to you. New national poll finding 40% of young people plan to vote in this November's election. Now there's a difference between what they promise, And I learned this as a Republican chairman here in South Texas. Young people, are they can be very enthusiastic. They can make all sorts of promises. They'll tell you they'll be there at 7 p.m. on any particular night for whatever X project. But in the end, maybe it's a function of age. You really can't trust them to go through. Now, according to this this poll from Harvard Kennedy School Politics, four in ten of folks ages 19 to 29 say they plan to vote in this November's election the survey of voters between nineteen and twenty nine saying that this group, the majority will plan to vote Democrat. And it's astonishing. Fifty-seven percent of that demographic group started a uh, study by Harvard, 19 to 29 years old. Fifty-seven percent, getting pretty close to two-thirds, said that they will be voting Democrat. Thirty-one percent Republican, 12% undecided. Maybe, you know, they're ambivalent. They probably could care less about about politics. You know what this number says to me, though, which is something that I kind of brought up during a monologue you know, earlier on the program was talking about illegal immigrants coming to this country. As we vote in this cycle and as future cycles come our way, may I encourage you, amigo, to seize control of your schools, First of all, for the majority of the markets we're broadcasting the Dana show at, overwhelming majority of the markets, you guys are renting from the state government and the county government. Your, your home, you think you own a home. You don't own a home. You're renting from the state. You're renting from the county, the local school districts. You have to pay a tax because if you don't pay a tax, bye-bye, there goes your house. It's going to be seized. And in some states, more aggressive than others. It's ridiculous. We're paying rent to what? Subsidize public education that for many years now has been nothing more than education. A bunch of ignorance that's being from generation to generation fed to our children. As I said before, I had to learn all these liberty concepts as a journalist the past almost 30 years here in South Texas. Bit by bit, example is an example, looking at business, talking to business, talking about the machine that is industry and manufacturing and the service sector, the wealth that is created by the private sector, so that the government portion of society has something to eat. As the market creates wealth, the government entities will scoop some of that wealth or shave some of that gold off in order to feed itself. Take industry away. Take the market away. Take the entrepreneurs, small business and manufacturers, take them all away. What is government going to tax? What is government going to eat? It's common sense, amigo. None of this was taught in public school. Did they teach you? Did you guys debate this in civics class? No, you probably had some... Okay, I'll back off of that comment. (laughs) I was going to say probably some, some, some gym teacher. That was teaching the guys. Well, not an insult to gym teachers, but it wasn't taught to you and I. It's not being taught now. That's why you need to seize control in elections and run for school board, and make sure that our children are learning liberty ideas. And for the illegal immigrants that are here right now, their children—they're not going to be returned. They're around. when they go and sit next to your kid, they learn the liberty ideas as well. Thanks for the heads up, Steve. You're listening. The Dana Show. I'm Sergio Sanchez. You're listening to The Dana Show from Her Southern Command in McAllen, Texas. You want to say hello? It's at Sergio Talk.
3: Of all your favorite talk hosts, one of these is not like the others.
0: The Dana Show. Reporting to you from Her Southern Command in Deep South Texas, the studios of KURV News Talk. I'm Sergio Sanchez. Thank you so much for the call, Dana, and happy anniversary. Dana, congratulations. 22 years ago, you became one of the luckiest women on the planet, and you married a um, pristine, beautiful specimen of manhood, Chris Lash. So happy anniversary to the kids. All right, Steve, well, let's do some headlines.
3: And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Caltech.
0: A little health note, uh, health note for you, this one from the U.K. Let's see here. Five hours or less of sleep increases your chance thirty by thirty percent increases your chance of suffering heart disease, kidney disease, Parkinson's dementia, da, da 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 da. All I say, man, you you sleep less than five hours a night, what? You stress more and you eat more. That's common sense. Days are getting shorter, nights longer. Seasons changing. It's known from the Department of Energy. Heating bills for folks up northeast and midsection of the country who definitely defend, they, they depend on a petrol-based gas and petroleum to run their heaters. 28% increase in acquiring that energy. Man, I hope and pray that we have a, a mild winter. I got a conversation about this. It's hot versus colder winter? Meteorologist Joe Bastardi, dear friend of mine, I'm going to share a conversation with you in just a little bit. Mostly when people whether people talk to you about this stuff, they're talking on 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 average, it's going to be a more mild or colder. All it takes is one nasty week of bad weather. Yeah, we found that in Texas. here around the corner, so let's stick around. Ford Motor Company, divesting from Russia. They've sold their, their goods. And this is the Dana Show, reporting to you from South Texas. I'm Sergio Sanchez. You can say hello on Twitter, liberated Twitter, at Sergio Talk.
3: Politics, pop culture, and whatever else gets canceled, tossed in a blender, paid for by sponsored hate mail. It's the Dana Show. Uh, I believe the first person who should be impeached is Alejandro Mayorkas, the Secretary of Homeland Security, because the chaos at our southern border, it is utter and blatant lawlessness. And four and a half million people have crossed illegally under Joe Biden. It is a disaster. I spend a lot of time at our southern border. And I think Mayorkas will be impeached.
0: Senator Ted Cruz on Alejandro, Alejandro Mayorkas, Menorcas is minimum, minimum, absolute minimum to enforce border law. Welcome to the Dana Show, amigo. I'm Sergio Sanchez reporting to you from South Texas. Yeah, Alejandro Mayorkas and also Merrick Garland, the Attorney General, for obviously, blatantly, politicizing law enforcement in this country, politically weaponizing the FBI. You, you got this memo sent out on concerned parents. Remember how this Virginia was flipped in part because of Merrick Garland and his stupid memo. Parents who went to school board meetings just to get answers on, you know, like one dad his daughter got raped by a trans boy, girl boy pretending to be a or wanting to be a, a girl. In the restroom wanted answers for all this, and, and just because of incidents like that and the calling these parents who attend school board meeting a threat I and mean, you got to watch out for these people making threats well we saw what happened in Virginia you know people rising up that's that's why I say people you got to start you, if you're gonna serve your community you got to start at school board we got to take back our schools we need to teach our children liberty-minded values and the children who are here to stay amigo I I don't see it maybe you can convince me others I just don't see I don't see how in this Biden administration 10 million plus people cross the border illegally and their children are going to ever going to be rounded up and kicked out of the country so and I said this earlier I I know it's rather controversial to to make this statement but I, I genuinely want to hear from you at Sergio talk on Twitter we have an opportunity to seize and piggyback on traditional values. Most of these folks who come and crossing the border illegally and staying in this country, they um, they come from a more wholesome mindset when it comes to traditional values. Marriage is man and woman. They need they the majority of them want to work and seize the opportunity that american citizens have not taken advantage of they they want to come in heck or high water they want to come here and stay and take advantage i know some of these individuals might be addicted eventually to government sub- subsidy for housing government subsidy for food stamps but they will be with us they're already with us and more are coming and the biden administration 10 million we start with our kids number 1 our kids we teach our children, because as I said earlier, you and I haven't learned liberty values. We had to learn these on our own, and we're here are desperately trying to save our country. So we teach a new generation, seize the school board, make sure to protect the curriculum, teach our kids. Number two, the illegals, the children of these illegals sitting right next door, they will learn the same liberty values to defend our country, learn our real history, push back and destroy all this critical race theory, all this CRT crap. Yeah, we've got to shut down the borders, right? got to shut down the borders to illegal immigration. Conservatives in this country like yours truly, I am in favor of legal immigration that favors and benefits our country. And after we get all that said, I hope at some point we export liberty and market activity and market mindset. There is so much industry, medical industry, medical manufacturing, pharmaceuticals, there's so much stuff that's repatriating to the U.S. or coming just south of the border for manufacturing in Mexico. In case you didn't know that, you might want to look at some of the business journals and how we're onshoring, returning to our shore of the western hemisphere, a lot of the medical-based manufacturing. That's what we need. We need a lot more of that. We need more prosperity and jobs south of the border so that they can also provide for their kids. Anyway, enough on that. World Series time. Go Astros. Okay, so up northeast, I know you guys got you're paying through the nose for energy. And I asked my friend, meteorologist Joe Bastardi, to join me for a conversation on what we can expect, either a a warmer or colder uh, winter season. Here's what he had to say. Let me set the stage for our Dana Show affiliates nationwide. My guest right now is a dear friend and friend of my affiliate, KURV, we're reporting to you from in South Texas. As a young pup reporter, very, very wet behind the ears a news anchor reporter all that down here on a daily basis he used to isdn phone connect to us daily and do q a weather reports on my station taught me a lot about weather an individual that i've said if we ever had like a new position in dc which would need to be voluntary of course he and I are both fans of limited government, smaller government, but he would volunteer. I'm sure he would volunteer. You know how they have they have a Surgeon General? I bet you he'd be like the meteorology general for our nation, where the Weather Service, NOAA, Hurricane Center, everybody would answer to him. Ladies and gentlemen, I love this dude. Meteorologist Joe Bastardi. How are you, brother?
2: Oh, I just told Fred, uh, the producer, I said, if, yeah. well, I hope I get through this without breaking down and crying. Oh, my up. goodness. <laughs> All right, let me compose myself. Right. I grew up down A and M in the Valley. I have yeah. uh, forecasted and I've known Sergio and uh, great Charlie Rankin, Davis Rankin, all these all these unbelievable people. Um, I will say this, if I ever I've always wanted to help out behind the scenes with NOAA. I believe NOAA is the greatest governmental weather agency on the planet, bar none i disagree with some things you know with the whole climate change thing i'm going to talk about that in a moment not so much directly at noah but i would love to work behind the scenes you don't have to put me in charge of anything i love the weather it's god's gift to me as i got older i started to realize the weather was not my god but instead the way to see god better because when you forecast every day Eventually, if you're going to forecast on a global scale, you are going to learn the greatest lesson God could teach, and that is the gift he gave you and the infinite majesty and power of the atmosphere, and also humility, that you understand that only forces much greater than you know tomorrow. You might believe something about tomorrow, but you don't know that in a large-scale uh, sense. This is what is going on with forecasting. My company hit the Texas freeze 10 days out. There's too much reliance on computer modeling. And uh, you outsource the talent you are given that uh, the good Lord wants you to use uh, when you just say, oh, it's the model. The model didn't see it. The models, you know, five days before that freeze were busting by 5 to 10 degrees on day one. The model was saying... It was going to be 40 and 45 when it was all, it was in the mid twenties in Dallas, the Wednesday before the real cold air hit. And it was because of the reliance on computer models or with the hurricane. Now we wrote an article. I wrote the article nine days before, seven days before it went on CFAC. This thing wasn't even, it was just a blob of clouds at that time. Ian saying, it's on there. You guys could go back and look. Attention Governor DeSantis.
0: Yeah, uh, right. the hurricane, because yeah.
2: Because we felt, yeah. Uh, yeah. Now, what What am I saying? Uh, am I, like, so great? No, I miss a lot of forecasts.
0: Let me reintroduce your Joe. My guest right now, Joe Bastardi, he, in my heart, in my mind, this dude's a national treasure. And I want people to follow you on the now liberated Twitter Joe, where do they find you? I know Joe Bastardi, they can find you there, but tell me about your company. Where do they find you and your company on oh, Twitter okay. online? Well,
2: my, my company, you Now, let, let, let me just say something. My company is not into the whole climate thing, and I, I respect and understand that. I mean, that's a dangerous place to be. Uh, there's two Joe Bastardis. Is, I call myself I'm climate Colombo. Remember Colombo? He was a dumb Italian detective uh, yeah. that everybody laughed at, stumbled his way to the answer. Uh, with climate, that's where, uh, with climate Colombo, but on weatherbell.com, I'm the chief forecaster there. There And what I, I have come to realize is the best way to get someone's attention about what you're doing is to be right, to get out in front of it as far as you can. You do a service for people. That's what we do. We are a service industry. We have clients. We look at everything. I'm not anti-science. I'm not anti-model. Models are tools to use to arrive at the ends. And to get ahead on the weather is crucial, especially since the current president has made weather great again. Joe Biden, and I'll tell you why, because what he did with the energy policy drove up energy prices, which meant that energy is volatile and the weather makes a bigger difference than it used to make. So we get out front. That's weatherbell.com. Okay. Big Joe, uh, Big Joe, i Big Joe Bastardi is where I am at Twitter. Since the mid, the mid and late 1980s, we've had an exponential increase in underwater volcanic activity. There we go. This Here's the reason
0: I called you. And you know what, Joe? Because I, I don't want to abuse our time on the national show with Dana. I tell you okay. what. I'm sorry. That's l- 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 okay. It's all right. Joe Bastardi, my guest. Look for his company online, WeatherBell. Okay. So, in like, in two minutes, Joe, if you can reason I reached out to you brother is I saw I see I see pretty much all of your commentary and write-ups on Twitter, Joe Bastardi on Twitter, Weather Bell is his company. And he's looking at the Pacific Rim and all the volcanic activity, all that magma, all that nasty hot stuff, well beneath the water warming up the waters and then creating this La Niña thing that's going to probably going to make a for a warmer winter in the US south from Texas and southern states and all that. So Take us there. Who is this girl? La Nina. Maybe the water being warmed up by the Pacific Rim. All that stuff.
2: The La Nina. It, look, La Nina's El Ninos are byproducts of the natural uh, reaction in the atmosphere to other th- the, the the oceans to other things. Let me say that. Secondly, you folks in Texas, this warm uh, the warm winters. The last two winters were La Nina winters. forecast to be warm, you saw what happened. All right. Uh, you know <laughs> the problem in Texas is you could get three weeks of. Wickedly cold weather and erase everything else that happened. Okay, so let me just say that. Get on weatherbell.com, you'll see what we're doing as far as that goes. Let me ask you a question. If you were going to heat a pot of water, would you use a blow dryer or would you use the heating coils underneath? Right there, bingo, (laughs) front row. There you go. There's the example for you. The idea that the atmosphere, and even a very, very tiny part of the atmosphere, CO2, is driving the oceans i always knew that to be false all right they uh, they they talk about something called natural variability and all co2 does is enhance that and and i understand that argument believe me i understand the co2 argument but what has been hidden and dismissed and i don't know if it's on purpose i don't know if because the agenda has gone so far that it can't come back is the exponential increase in underwater volcanic activity since the 1980s now on weatherbell.com this weekend i am going to show how since 1985 this started that was the first case of the so-called warm blob in the north pacific because what happens is you have these volcanoes that go off and if they're going off more and more they go off the the ocean reacts and tries to fight back but every time it does The ocean has a higher base state as far as its temperature goes. The more the ocean warms, the more the water vapor goes into the air. The more water vapor in the air, the more it warms, especially in the Arctic regions, because the correlation of water vapor to temperatures is such a tiny, tiny, tiny amounts of water vapor will increase temperatures where it's very, very cold, snows more, and other things like that. In the meantime, now this is what's beautiful about this. Okay, we got all these hurricanes. First of all, global activity is below normal. But they are developing in close to the coast, further north than normal. Same thing's going on in the Pacific. You know why? Because the trapping hot spots in the tropics, what was vital to the center of the AGW argument that the warming was going to take place over the tropical oceans has not occurred, is not occurring. So you get a distortion of the entire energy budget. But what happens is, you've got it warmer in the north it's not warming in the south spreads the energy out and actually what's amazing is it leads to less zonal potential energy which means there are less extremes not more extremes look at the tornado activity how it's been decreasing for instance you know why because instead of having these massive clashes more likely the energy is spread out throughout north america during the tornado season
0: look for him first of all His company, Weather Bell. Look for Weather Bell. Facebook, Twitter, online. That's our friend Joe Bastardi. You got to listen to the Dana podcast. (laughs) And I invite you to go back like I do. I'm I'm washing my little one's medical equipment on the weekend. listening to all the Dana audio for the week. You got to listen to them two or three times to take it all in. And you better because there will be a quiz on this next week. I'm Sergio Sanchez. You're listening to The Dana Show. The gist of it. For all the people saying potential mild or warmer winter, this, because of the La Nina pattern, the warming of the Pacific Ocean waters, Joe says it's the volcanoes in Pacific Rim. Go, go check him out online. He'll be talking about that this weekend.
3: Listen to the Dana Show live on the Odyssey app, weekdays, noon to 3 p.m. Eastern time.
0: Happy anniversary, Dana, Chris. Love y'all. Big hug to y'all. This is the Dana Show. I'm Sergio Sanchez in for my friend Dana Lash at Sergio Talk on Twitter. Don't forget the national prescription drug take back thing from DEA. Check your local participating folks. And of course, careful with the kids. Fentanyl is out there looks like rainbows and candy. Careful with Halloween candy. Astros Phillies World Series. Steve, Phillies fan. Six. Phillies and I say Astros in five. Go Astros. Have a wonderful weekend. Thank you so much for joining us on The Dana Show.